0: Inshallah, we'll begin today with the ayah uh, number fifty-nine and read through the first page of the twentieth verse. Shallow Fleet Laya sixty five sixty four sixty five. 65. would will lay him in a shaitan or Rahim. Could ilhamdulilla, he was Salamunada, Iber, the Hiladina Staffa. Oh, Hirun, Emma, you shrikun. Emma, and Halaka Sama, what he will order and فأنبتنا به حدائق ذات بهجة ما كان لكم أن تنبتوا شجرها أإله مع الله بل هم قوم يعدلون أمن جعل الأرض قرارا وجعل خلالها أنهارا وجعل لها رواسي وجعل بين البحرين وجعل بين البحرين حاجزا اله مع الله بل اكثرهم لا يعلمون امن يجيب المضطر اذا دعاه ويكشف السوء ويجعلكم خلفاء الارض اله مع الله قليلا ما تذكرون أَمَّنْ يَهْدِيكُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ وَمَنْ يُرْسِلُ الْرِيَاحَ بُشْرًا بَيْنَ يَدَيْ رَحْمَتِهِ أَإِلَاهٌ مَّعَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى اللَّهُ عَمَّا يُشْرِكُونَ أَمَّنْ يَبْدَأُ الْخَلْقَ ثُمَّ يُعِيدُهُ وَمَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَإِلَاهٌ مَّع الله. we completed the story of Lut alayhi salatu in
1: detail last week and uh, Actually started uh, we had Salah والسلام, before that and last week was dedicated Lut alayhi salatu salam's story And before that was Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam's lengthy story and before that was Musa alayhi salam's story uh, Allah Azza wa Jal after mentioning these stories in Surah An-Namal, the last ayah of the 19th juz Allah Jalla جل Jalalu says Alhamdulillah Say all praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And salam peace be upon. Peace be upon his servants. الَّذِينَ اصطفى, the one who he himself has chosen. So praise belongs to Allah and peace upon the servants who he has chosen. Allah thus ask the unbelievers. This is understood in tafsir. Ask the unbelievers. Allahu Khayrun. Is Allah the all-availing, all-powerful? Is He worthy of worship? amma Or the helpless idols that they who disbelieve falsely associate as gods with Him. Who's better as a god? So this ayah comes after the five stories. And the, the purpose of, يعني, the scholars and ulama of tafsir say, is that Allah Jalla جل Jalaluhu is telling the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that, oh, Muhammad Wasallam say Alhamdulillah. Why should you say Alhamdulillah? Because Allah has showed you through all of these stories that the disbelievers and those who do not believe in Allah's message will be destroyed. And the ones who will succeed eventually, although it may seem very difficult, will be the believers and the prophets. At the end, success will be with them. So when you see righteous people going up, You should thank Allah. And when you see evil people being destroyed, also you should thank Allah. Both of those things are the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. So here it's as though Nabi alayhi salam is being told that you should be thankful that Allah has his own hidden army. Nature. Notice all of them. There was no else external army coming in here. These are all the stories of nature acting on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to destroy the evil people of Lut. Uh, or the evil people of Madian or the evil people of uh, you know the tribe of the firaun all of these people uh, allah azza wajalla through the power of nature and his makhluk completely uses hidden army to destroy these enemies of his so a person should feel content that in this success of a victory of truth over falsehood we should see allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. Um, Allah azza wa jal says regarding the people of Jannah. جاؤها, when the people of Jannah will come to Jannah, أبوابها, the doors of paradise will be opened. خزنتها, the care, the t- caretaker of Jannah, his name is Ridwan. He will say, and, uh, or even many of the other angels who are under him the, all the caretakers the istiqbal reception of Jannah receptionist of Jannah the, you know, the, the, the ones who are welcoming people in the ushers they'll say Salaamun alaykum. peace be upon you O people of paradise Tib-tum, you have, you, may you be blessed Fadkhuluha enter into paradise in order to remain in here forever what will they say they will say all praise belongs to Allah who made sure that his promise came true you know, He promised us this. Like seriously, think about it. Why are we sitting here, right now? Who who's here paying a hundred dollar bills outside? No one. What what makes us come in the night? What makes us come in early morning fajr when it's four thirty, right? What makes us come in the night in the summer for Isha at ten thirty? What makes us sit till twelve o'clock in Tarawih? What is it? It's the f- expectation that you're going to get something from Allah. Otherwise, in this world, there's no one who's, who's who can promise you anything. It's all about expectation that I should I should have. I, I'm gonna get something from Allah One of the brothers here, he mentioned to me. He said, "I don't really like one of the, you know, some of these more famous." Oh, and I agree. These franchise of restaurants and donut stop stores and burgers and all of these places. And he, he gave an example, and I want to share it over here. It's because if you don't have fear of Allah, what happens? He was saying that he was while he was working there, a whole a whole uh, tray of glazed chocolate glazed donuts, some of my kids' favorite donuts, fell on the ground on the dirty, disgusting floor and he picked it up to throw it away and the owner said yeah just hold on, just keep it there we'll throw it away in a little bit and after the customer's line ended in that store he took that same glazed donuts and just put it on the rack alright so what this brother was, sugge- was saying which is very true that if you don't have fear of Allah ca- how can you be, like what's going to motivate you to be ethically right because those donuts there a whole tray of them probably let's say 30 of them that's $30 right there why should I throw it away? my fault, my workers fault, it fell on the ground that's $30 down the drain right? So let me just sell it. Who's gonna know about it? You're right. No one's gonna really know. Say, mm, "Interesting new flavor that they added to it," right? But that's about it. When you hear about all of these things that happen in burger joints and people spitting on the burgers, all the other horrible stuff, this is reality. Like, there's, if there's no one watching them, you have no idea what could be happening, right? So that's for all of us. If we don't have the fear of Allah, then the world will seriously be haywire. That's the only thing that keeps us in check. That's the only thing that stops us from cheating. Right? It's the fear of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So Allah Azza wa Jal says that these people of the people of paradise they will say all oh, praise belongs to Allah who, who, who made sure his promise came true we said we'll do our end of the deal we hope you give us your end of the deal and guess what he went above and beyond he really went out of his way to give his end of the deal that's what they'll be saying and then he made us heirs of the earth what does it mean heirs of the earth meaning you know we had the we had the last laugh you know the guy who has, who has... You keep on pushing each other, pushing each other from the top of the hill, and the guy who stands last at the top as the winner. So the people of Jannah will say, we're the winners. There was so much fighting going on on earth. There was so much wars over, you know, countries and land, this, that. Where's the rest of you? All gone in the hellfire. The only people who are remaining at the top are the people of paradise. So we say, we thank Allah who gave us this earth. I and mean, not just this humanly small, teeny tiny earth, the entire Jannah We can go and enjoy any aspect of paradise Fly wherever we want right? So this is what we're thanking Allah for I think about the ayah Another ayah of Surah Al-A'raf Which is very powerful Allah Azzawajal says When the people of Jannah will be headed toward Jannah, Jannah People of Jahannam will be headed to Jahannam The people of Jannah will say Alhamdulillah, hadana lihada, wa ma kunna an hadana Allah All praise belongs to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Who guided us towards this Islam And if it wasn't for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we would have never been able to find our guidance here. Remind ourselves time and again, every single time you say, subhanallah, every single time you say, alhamdulillah, every single time you listen to a talk and it hits you, every single time you repeat a verse twice because it really hits you, even though you don't understand it. Every single time you make khidmah of your parents, every single time you make khidmah for your children, for your spouse, all of this is through the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if it wasn't for Allah guiding us towards that, we would have, you don't, we don't know what happening. have happened. I just, like you hear cases of where, of where people are, you know, beating up their spouses, you know, their wives. Just heard about one right now before coming for salah right? And you hear about he says, you know, you person, and you, hopefully all of a sudden you will be disgusted. Like what? who does that, right? Who does that? But guess what? The fact that you're not doing that, you feel disgusted about it. That's a tawfiq from Allah. Otherwise, you'd be an animal like that too. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala saved us. You hear about someone else who abuses his kids. You hear about someone else who abuses his parents. You see, you hear someone else who does something else and you get disgusted by that and say, that's horrible. I can't believe people are like that. But reality is you and I would have been exactly like that if it wasn't for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saving us. And this is what it means, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. No power and uh, no way. That's why we cannot, 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 cannot look down upon someone who's doing something wrong because my friend, you and I are no better. We would have been worse than that. I remember my father, uh, Mashallah, he he, he brought up a a point to us like 20, 30 years ago. We were looking at the, I think, Time Magazine cover and talking about seeing how King Fahad went for a, um, a, a, you know, a a vacation trip to Switzerland. And I think they were spending, what was it? 10 to 20 million a day. 10 million a day. 10 million a day. day. This is 30 years ago. 10 million a day. They ran out of... uh, uh, limousines, so they had to bring in mercedes benz limousines from Germany because there was no more limousines G- mercedes benz limousines in the entire country right they rented out everything so we're reading it uh, we, we immediately when you read this type of you know this type of israf this type of extravagance, what do you say what's wrong with these people what's wrong with these people? you know what type of people the Ummah people are dying and they look at this stuff and nowadays what the unfortunately there much worse stuff is happening, but I'm just saying so a point that he mentioned, which was really powerful is that you, don't, you haven't been given that much money To realize what is a test to have that much money If you had that type of you know, billions Literally billions how would you, Maybe you would have been worse than that You have no idea Wealth is a huge test You realize having all of that And then spending it in an appropriate manner Is not easy It is only through the tawfiq of Allah there are, As the hadith clearly mentions Some people Allah gives them wealth as well as the understanding to spend it Some people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them wealth Without the understanding how to spend it Some people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them the understanding of deen Without wealth Okay, alright Now what is it? What does the Prophet sallallahu say? The one who has the wealth and who has the understanding of the deen highest. He's got hundred dollars He knows exactly where to spend it But the one who doesn't have that hundred dollars But desires that if he had the hundred dollars He would have spent it in an appropriate manner The way that person is spending it He will get the same ajr even though he doesn't have the money, he'll get the same measure. You're passing by an orphanage, you're passing by a water a plant, you're passing by a masjid, you say, Oh man, wow, that's so beautiful. I wish I could do something like this for the deen. You made that intention, whether you have it or not. Khalas, if you're sincere in your intention, Allah will re- wrote the reward for you already. On the other hand, is a person who has wealth but doesn't have faham of deen, understanding of deen. So he's spending it in haram, haram, haram. Of course, he's in a very pitiful state, worst state. Then the other person is the one who doesn't have the money, but he has also no understanding of deen. Hence, when he looks at someone spending in haram, he says, man, that sounds like a nice life. If I had money, I'd be doing the same thing. Guess what? Their sin is the same. The sin is the same. He doesn't have the money, but he's looking that, wishing that if I had that money, I also would go and spend my money in gambling and drinking and fulan, fulan, fulan. Then even though he doesn't have the money, Allah forbid, he's unfortunately getting that same sin based on intention. Hence we understand the power of intention. Intention is so powerful, be it good or for bad, either way we will get sin or reward. So we are speaking about the fact that wealth is a test. Now for us to look down upon a wealthy person who is being extravagant is wrong. Because you are not being tested with this I, I probably have shared this story many times Because it's a powerful. One of my classmates back in South Africa May Allah bless him and reward him And, and, and take care of all his needs of dunya and akhirah, Very close friend of mine one day, one day he told me He says You know, I, 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 uh, I mean, of course Alhamdulillah Our parents would give us that, you know, money We'd be able to buy a burger whenever we wanted. Not to say we had lived some extravagant life, but we'd be able to buy food whenever we wanted. We'd be able to buy, a, you know, a, a, what you call some basic necessities we, we ever needed. We'd have a phone available for us, etc. But there were students in our classes who would never, never be able to buy a burger, right? They would never be able to buy a, even a new pair of shoes or slippers when, even though they got torn, right? That's, that's, they were coming from abject poverty. They're coming from completely third world countries. And the madrasa would support them with a stipend every, every month. So I remember one of them he said He said, I thank Allah I don't have money like you do He told me this I said, oh subhanAllah How is that? He says, I cannot imagine If I had extra money The way you all do Maybe I would not be in madrasa I would be outside doing sin I would be using this money In movie theaters And and, and, and other places Doing all sorts of wrong things I can't even sin Even if I want to Because I don't have the money to do it I can't even sin if I want to Because I don't have the money for it So I'm thankful That Allah kept me in this state because I don't know if I had money like you If I would be sitting over here Allahu Akbar all right, That's a correct thinking That is exactly what we, what we need to all think about The fact that Whatever good we're able to do It's because Allah put us in this state right? If we had Let's say someone says I'm, I'm on the lower end of a relationship Or I'm, in the, I'm at work I'm also a man I'm not, I'm not be able to go up I'm not progressing What would happen if you became a manager? Do you think you would be able to be just? If you, if you had the ability To call the shots Do you think you would be able To treat everyone equally Maybe Allah knows That you and I Would not be able to That's why He keeps us An underdog It's better to be an underdog In this dunya Than to be regarded As an oppressor On the day of judgment And face the punishment of that Right So what is the key Takeaway point I want to remind myself And all of us Never, never, never uh, uh, Never look down upon Anyone who is committing a sin Never look down upon Someone who is not able To do ibadah As someone said Imam Ghazali says this Imam Ghazali says this In Bidayat al-Hidayah When you see someone Committing a mistake and you've already told him so many times That don't do this He's committing a sin And yet he doesn't give it up Then You need to instead of looking down upon him Screaming at him, yelling at him, looking down upon him Think in your mind and heart That he probably has a, an excuse Similar to the excuse I give to myself and to people For all the sins I haven't given up yet How many sins we are involved in We haven't given up yet How many bad habits we have developed for the past decades We haven't given up yet we know it's wrong. People told us a hundred times it's wrong, but we haven't been able to give it up. What excuse do we have for not giving that up? Give that same excuse for your brother who is involved in certain type of sins. That is the way we're supposed to do blood with people. Unfortunately, Shaitan most of the time doesn't allow us to do this. Shaitan keeps on saying, You have an excuse. You're madhu. you're excuse, challah, it's okay, man. But when it comes to other people, even if he gives us a genuine excuse, we won't accept it. So you have, I don't want to get into too many politics, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the cyber, cyber world right now, right? In terms of you know, ishara is sufficient to people who know what I'm speaking about. There, you know, if some major players in the country in the, in the Islamic scene—they're being called out online, and you know, Facebook posts and Twitter—it's it's all lit up. Lots of crazy stuff going on right now. So, one thing is, without getting too much into it, uh, I do want to say one thing: if someone says that I'm, am sorry, I'm sorry, this is a mistake I made, for a person to say no, I'm not going to accept that. You know, you're still a kafir, you're still a munafik, you're still a fasiq I, I don't know how you, And you say I, I, I realize Allah is watching me But I'm gonna tell you You're a kafir or a fasiq uh, I don't think you realize Allah is watching you I really don't When someone says something You have to take them At face value Nabi a.s. said about Two people who were walking With one another They're two friends Two friends Not walking with one another They were just two friends One of them kept on reminding the other one To pray And to do ibadah whatnot. The other one kept on You know Delaying it Not listening Eventually, he got mad That's what usually happens, right? You wake someone up for Fajr One day, two days, three days You wake someone up for Isha One day, two days, three days And he said, forget it, man This is tough Right? How, we, don't have, we don't have sabr After the third day, we're out Think about how the prophets were Right? <laughs> Think about the prophets Thank God we're not prophets What would we do? We just leave the nation And the khalas run away, right? That's what would happen So after th- three days we, we give up Or two days So these two It comes in the hadith He was inviting his Friend to pray He said no Then second time Third time After that He got mad What do you think he said He said Allah will never forgive you He get look, Yeah khalas You're gonna go to hell Forget it You know he, As though he climbed up The lohal mahfuz Checked out the list He said yeah You're in hell I found out <laughs> Right He said Allah will not forgive you So the hadith mentions That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Got so upset And he said من man الذي يتألع ala Allah. Who has the audacity To challenge me And play my role you're playing, you're playing God to say to me Achha, since when have you become God this is my role I decide who gets forgiven who doesn't since when did you you have the authority to pass a judgment to say so and so is not going to get forgiven based on this statement Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said I nullified all your good deeds and I've forgiven all his sins I've nullified all your good deeds the one who was inviting his brother towards the deen and towards salah Allah says in an instance I have wiped out all your good deeds and the one who got hurt who got hurt because why He's, he was told Allah will never forgive you even though you didn't pray you're forgiven because you got hurt this is what I'm gonna show you I'm in control you think you're not gonna forgive him guess what in front of you I'm gonna forgive all of him and all your good deeds zero that's what you call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we should never play God alright so this is something that whatever ni'mah we're having of staying away from sin or doing good deeds thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that and this is what this ayah says Alhamdulillah all praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the fact that he saved us And he destroyed the disbelievers And peace upon the chosen servants of Allah Who are those? They're the prophets and the believers They're the prophets and the believers Who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks a question Allah could have just simply stated it But when you ask a question You say someone um, Like you know for example You are late And you, uh, you ask them uh, you know, How many times I have to tell you That you're late Or you ask them Look at what time it is it's more ablaq. It has, a, it, has it, it really g- sinks in deeper. Correct? You could also tell him it's 8.15. You're late instead of being at 8. But you tell him no, well, can you turn around and go look at the clock? What time is it? That obviously leaves a stronger impression. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's why asks. In all of these next six, seven ayats, He asks questions. Instead of statements, He asks questions. So He says, Allah khairun. Is Allah better? You tell me. Is Allah better? The powerful Allah who destroyed your... Uh, previous predecessors Who sinned And who disobeyed him And he gave najah And, and, and uh, he, he rescued the prophets Who's better? So the answer obviously Is going to be Allahu khairun. Now Nabi alayhi salatu He would answer this What he would say? He would say wa abqa wa wa akrab. This is the response Because Allah is asking a question Is Allah better? Or the, the false gods That you ascribe with Allah? So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam respond Khayrun Wa Abqa Wa Ajillu which means in English that, "Nay, rather, Allah is better and longer lasting, and more honorable and more and more uh, 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 generous in all aspects. Allah is better." So, what do we understand from this? That you're supposed to interact with the Quran. So, when the ayats of mercy come, we're supposed to hope for Jannah. When the ayats of adab come, we're supposed to pray that Allah protects us. We're supposed to get teary-eyed or at least our hearts supposed to tremble when we go across the scenes of paradise or scenes of hellfire okay I remember we did Surah Rahman mashallah many of you were present in that tafsir. so again and again Allah would ask the human and jinn. so which blessing of Allah are you going to be Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said I recited Surah Rahman on the jinn and who and the jinn the, the jinns and they were much better audience than you what were they doing they kept on responding the jinns kept on responding. Every time Rasulullah would recite this ayah, they would respond and they would say, Oh Allah, none of your blessings were gonna be lied. Oh Allah, none of your blessings were gonna be lied. So all praise belongs to you. So you know the Qaris, the Sheikh Sha'rawi writes, in, Egyptian, in Egypt, the Egyptian Quran, they reader from Qari al-Basit to Qari bin Shaawi and all the other new ones nowadays. Of course, I don't know all their names, but they're there. You know when they recite, what happens? The crowd gets all... It riled up. It sounds like a Baptist church, you know? <laughs> they get excited. And everyone's saying, Allah Allah. So Sheikh Sha'rawi, he was from Egyptian, one of the he was the Sheikh al-Tafsir of, of, of Egypt. He says, This is this is nonsense. He says, Many times people have, they have no idea what the Sheikh is also reading. They say, Allah Mazidnah, oh Allah, increase us more. And the, the Sheikh is speaking about the reading from the ayahs of the Quran by Jahannam. Right? He's saying, Rabbana varam anfusana. And they say, Oh, we have oppressed ourselves. And he's saying they're saying Amin. And the see lama said, "No idea what you're saying." So that means th- this is this is sure, you know. This is just talking. He said, "This is wrong. This is not what it means. To interact with the Quran. This is not what it means. To interact with the Quran. Interact with the Quran is with tadabbur, with tafakkur, with, uh, with as, uh, you know, with concentration. You are listening and pondering over the verses of the Quran and thinking what it means to you." Right? That's what it means So what does it mean My dear brothers and, uh, and sisters And dear listeners Quran is not there Just for it to be read in taraweeh To be heard in taraweeh Or for us to listen in al Isha MashaAllah some of us Brothers they come up to me After salat, Isha And say which surah did you read Right I, It's says something there They hit them They say okay which, which part of it Can you tell me which ayah was that So that means You're listening with the intention Of trying to interact with it And then you go ahead At home and read the translation of it Pick up Ma'arif al-Qur'an And read the tafsir of it So the Quran is a What we call Al-Kitab al-Hay It is a living book. As long as you interact with it, it will give you life. It's not supposed to be an, uh, you know, uh, an archaeologist's find, right? It's supposed to be a living book that we're supposed to interact with. So Allah Azza wa He asks us, and we should respond to that in our heart. "Amman Now Allah Jalla Jalal Who says all question after question. Okay, what is he? This this selection of ayat are super powerful. If you want to ponder, if you want a quick, you know, what you call. Quick guide: If someone asks you, I want to get inspired, I want to hear Allah's greatness. I've said this many times: that one-third of the Quran is dedicated to Allah's greatness. One-third of the Quran. All his verses dedicated to inspiring people with Allah's greatness. But if you want a, a place where everything's kind of mentioned together, this is the page. This is the ayat that you want to open up to. The first page of the 20th Juz. The entire page is dedicated to Allah's greatness in a very powerful manner. Allah says, or ask them, O oh, Prophet, unse pir-pucho. how about they didn't understand this question? Ask them, ask them again. Or Prophet, ask them, who is it that created the heavens and the earth, and who has sent down to you from the sky water, with which we cause to grow orchards of delight? Is it not possible for you to cause even one of their trees to grow without it? Then is there another God to be worshipped along with God? Rather those who say this Are a people who veer off From the straight path And ascribe equals to him So this is uh, The story of mankind Yes Uh, This is the story of mankind Unfortunately This is a sad story of mankind I've given you so much What have you done for me? I've given you so much What have you done for me? These are the ayat Allah Jalla Jalaluhu Now it says That when you see the Muslims winning In these past five stories it should give you battery it empower you It should charge up your battery Your iman It should get charged up And you should use that To understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power And greatness That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will give victory to the believers No matter what the era is Even in today's time All the time Because why? He is the most powerful He is the one who's created The heavens and the earth And has created everything else Right? Allah Jalla says Who is it besides me Who has created the heavens and the earth? Number one so there's no one who's challenging Allah on this. Why? Because there is no one there really is no one. Who can? Allah says, "If there is another God who wants to claim rights over this creation, bring it on. I want to see where you're at. Come and speak. No one speaks. Right? No one said, "That's what Allah says, la ilaha illahu." Allah Himself gives witness that there's none worthy of worship but who but He. And the angels give witness. And the people of knowledge give witness. So Allah is testifying Himself. I testify that there's none worthy of worship besides me. Because I see everything. Shahida means to see as well. To testify, to see. Allah has the biggest, best view of the entire creation. Correct? He's not inside his creation, he's outside of his creation. Right? I mean he's he's, he's, he's not bound by space or time. So he knows. Who is there that's hiding who could possibly have created it? And the answer is no one. So he says, I'm telling you, I'm an eyewitness that there's no one besides me. I'm an eyewitness myself that there's no one besides me. So Allah says, A Allah, allah." Who is there besides me? What did Allah do? Created the heavens and the earth. Number two, He sent down rain from the sky, right? Yani, from the clouds. Uh, then, look at this is from, uh, this is a third person. Who cre- he created the heavens and the earth. He sent down the water But then it changes It's called in Arabic التفات When you change From first person To third person Third person To first person Okay Instead of saying He sent the water And He sent uh, the, He created the heavens And the earth Allah then says We made uh, The orchards Of delight to grow Instead of saying He made Do you understand How it changed Why is that Every place this happens The scholars of tafsir Will give you a reason It doesn't just Randomly happen so here the reason the scholars say Is that the creation of the heavens and the earth And bringing down the rain Is something in which Is 100% very obviously in Allah's domain Human beings have not even An apparent control over those things Okay Of course the atheists Or people who are agnostics We're not including them in this discussion here Right Average human being will say That of course by, Who is the one who's setting down the water Obviously Allah Not me I never did anything for this Who created the heavens and the earth Not me However When it comes to plantation crops we say this is my farm i've raised these i have raised these crops look at my garden alhamdulillah i got i raised these tomatoes and these you know peppers and whatever else you, you know all those type of things we many times erroneously attribute this growing to ourselves because we put the fertilizer we put the seeds we till the earth we till the land we put water we do all of these things so then we end up thinking that we've done something so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In order to completely destroy That mindset from our mind, from our minds He says We are the ones He didn't say he He changes From first person uh, From third person To first person And says We are the ones Who are raising up these um, plant, uh, Gardens Hadaiq hadiqah Is any Space of land Any earth Any part, part of, of earth That is cordoned off Usually You know For farming purposes It can mean uh, like Hadika al Hayawanat is used for zoo, right? It's the garden of animals. So Hadika nowadays may have a connotation of a little bit, up, you know, a nicer place where you go for tr- strolling and for a walk. But in, originally, that word hadiqa in Arabic language is used for any p- place that is used for crops and plants and even flowers, whatnot. So Allah is, uh, says, "I'm making these uh, grow." Now He says, "That okay? He says, "Orchards of delight. They're filled with color." They're filled with delight. Meaning, when you look at them, the farmer looks at them, he gets super happy. Now, when you pass by soybean fields on 57, you know, or any of these uh, rural areas, you might think that they don't look too pretty. But guess what? The one who owns that land, it looks really pretty to him. Because that means money. The ones who are in the farm, the ones who are in the purchasing business, and they're going to they're make for you cornbread and cornflakes and, and whatever else, it looks really pretty to them. For an average kid Who is sitting in the back seat Doesn't look anything inspiring Get it? So but the one Who put the effort in me, He realizes Man the world runs on this So he really likes it So that It makes him happy right? It makes him happy That's one meaning Another thing is that Allah is saying I make gardens That are filled with delight Meaning Gardens filled with flowers Filled with nice fragrance Filled with multiple colored You know, uh, you know Multi-colored uh, vegetables Okay, but the staple diet of ours is rice and bread uh, And wheat And barley They don't really have that color Brown, boring color, right? Kind of compared to the bright red and bright orange And bright green and other nice things out there So it's as though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying If I am creating for you These colorful varieties of vegetables, fruits, and flowers Which are all what we call mukammilat, extras Do you think I have not taken responsibility And I will not take responsibility For your daruriyat?" For your basic necessities If I'm taking care of providing for you Eye candy Eye candy In terms of why do you need to have 25 different types of apples Right now this is apple picking season You can go even in, uh, in all the grocery stores 25 to 30 different varieties of apples Different colors This is not jannah This is dunya this is happening What jannah will be like Think about that Right Let's just go just down the street of valley Just go spend a little few minutes looking at apples Right? And then you go to the local orchard So right now And see How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala From one same ground Same water How is this possible? Really? I mean we, 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 Unfortunately we don't have time to. We just bite our apple And we move on with, with our keyboard We don't have time to think Like what's going on over here? How did this one seed I cannot tell the difference Between the seeds But every single seed They look the same But they are coming out With a different type of color Texture Taste uh, Hardness Softness Completely different. Some are used to make apple pie. Some are used to make apple syrup. Some are used to make apple cider. Some are used to eat. Some are used to something else, right? Apple juice. All different things. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala did not create all of this in vain. He created it not just for us to eat. He created us for us to reflect and to become inspired by His power and His greatness. So He, look at Make sure you remember that point. That if He created for you, there's a variety when it's not a necessity. He created for you this color variety. when it's not a necessity, do you not think he'll take responsibility of your necessities? Of course he will. All of you put together, Allah says you don't have the ability to grow even one of the trees. What does that mean? The actual germination process of the seed, when the splits spe- seed splits and the, the plant starts coming out. who can do that? You can't. None of us have the ability to do anything. It's just like the baby being formed. We have no ability to physically get in and do anything. You have to leave it up to nature, as they say. Leave it up to God. Leave it up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, realize how weak you are. You cannot even grow one tree. All of the people, you know, someone just mentioned to me, so nice point. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how He has made means of making money for everyone. This hair. Isn't that true? I didn't do anything to grow. But look at how much money is made from this hair. It's growing. Then you have thousands of hairdressers Who are making money by cutting hair $25, $20 to $40 haircuts, $10 haircuts, whatnot Then you have this multi-billion dollar industry Of shampoos and you know, hair conditioners and, and okay. Then you have another multi-million dollar business Of, of what you call uh, sh- uh, Combs and, and uh, hair dryers And hair, uh, hair curlers And I don't know what all that All the type of stuff, right? Then you have this hundred million Or multi-million dollar business Of growing hair People who are losing hair How to grow their hair You see all the billboards Look at how many million dollar billboards They have all over Right I don't know if it works or not You can let me know But this is uh, This is yeah, The whole thing See this a ball Right For free This is growing How many people's risk Is tied to this hair Every single thing In this dunya Allah did it like that Like we have to appreciate The fact that people Are making money uh, out of as means that Allah created If it wasn't for this coronavirus All of these people Who are making money Through uh, uh, you know, disinfectants And whatnot, They would call us This masks. Look at how many millions They made All these people So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has a way To create to create all of this So He says You yourself You can't even grow one tree You can't even grow one air Nothing I did this So what is the point Of getting arrogant A allah <laughs> Yes Is there any God To be worshipped Along with Allah Nay, There are people Who veer from the straight path How sad You're going off the straight path Or ask them Who has made the earth A hospitable place of settlement قرارة, It's so hospitable Why is it You can build a home And it will not go down It won't sink in It's not too hard That you cannot break through It's not too soft that the earth sinks in, uh, the house sinks in. It's just perfect. A hospitable place of settlement. وَجْعَلَ خِلَالَهَا أَنْهَارًا And he made rivers flow through all of it. So you've got hundreds and thousands of rivers available for you to get water from, and you don't have to dig it. Naturally dug up huge rivers. وَجْعَلَ الْهَارَ وَاسِيَةً And then he set anchoring mountains to balance it. That the earth is continuously moving. Had he not put the mountains, it would have gone off track. It would have just gone haywire. He put those mountains, these ranges, mountain ranges on the east coast on the west coast and different parts of the world to make sure that this earth is anchored in properly it's moving but it's not going off balance and so many other benefits of the mountains that Allah has mentioned in the Quran I'm not going to go into it today and he has placed a seamless divide between the sweet and salty waters we spoke about in Surah Al rahman a seamless barrier from which salt and seawater do not mix The seawater is becoming Salt water, fish is different Seawater, fish are different The seawater is going in and forming Beautiful pearls in the ground Underneath, thousands of feet below The sweet water is going to form uh, uh, What you call uh, These uh, uh, wells and springs From which multi-billion dollar industry Of bottled water starts You know, all the money they make From where? From Fiji and this, that, all that It's not coming from Fiji, of course They call it Fiji you get it, it makes you excited but it's, it's probably down the street from somewhere, you know? So this is this is the, the big business that they have, all of these companies, they're using Allah <laughs> pani. It's free. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened up the doors of risk for them. So Allah Azza wa Jal says he made this seamless barrier. Who did it? ma <inaudible> Allah. Is there any other God to be worshipping along with Allah? <inaudible> indeed, most of them do not know the greatness of Allah. Hence, I'm giving you the answer. You don't know, so I'm giving you the answer But if you still don't want to read the answer Then it's not my fault Next أَمَّن يُجِيبُ الْمُضْطَرَّ إِذَا تعى. One of the most memorable ayats for me from childhood This ayah, most memorable Okay, so you know, it's, 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 an, it's an amazing ayah أَمَّن يُجِيبُ الْمُضْطَرَّ إِذَا تعى. Allah says, or ask them Who answers the one in distress When he cries out to him And he lifts the affliction who is the one who answers the one in distress when he cries out to him and he lifts the affliction? And who has appointed you human beings as successors to inherit authority in the earth? Then is there another God who has given you the dom- dominion to be worshipped along with Allah? How very little you remember. I'm gonna uh, just finish translating the other verses and I come back to the, this verse and end our today's dars on this verse. Or ask them, who guides you safely through the veils of darkness in the land and sea? Through the stars, through navigation, previously through the stars Where did this happen? How did this astronomy get built? How did all these sciences get built? How did the compass get built? How did this, all the modern technology that we have is based on the previous knowledge of the human beings Yes, every single thing we have today is 100% based on the previous generation's knowledge And how did that happen? How did it magically happen? Think about that You know when you say A discovery Thomas Edison Wait, wait Where did the light turn on from? Did that happen Without the will of Allah? When you talk about Yeast being a means Of raising bread (laughs) Right? Who Did they read it somewhere? No All of these inventions All of these uh, Iktishafat All of these You know Things that people stumble upon What happens usually? It's through observation Or accidentally Something happens Either observation and Allah uses them Allah allows them to use their mind to connect the dots Through observation Or what's the second thing? Accidentally they saw something And they were observed something accidentally Or they did a uh, experiment And they saw, oh wow, what happened? Like how North America huh? discovered by accident Right? So what, what's going on over here? You're seeing that at the end of the day Behind every invention 100% is Allah's power That He gave certain humans that intelligence To be able to do experiments And to come out with things so long ago, they understood how to read the sky And figure out directions Unfortunately, uh, you know, people lost that, uh, tr- uh, that, that, uh, that quality now And now we can't even look at the sun And figure out where's west or east right? We can't figure out where's the qibla Even looking at the sun, people don't Try, your, try ask your kids at home if they can do that right? <laughs> And then reading a map, it's gone and navigation has killed it all So we can't navigate Even during the day We're lost now Without, a na- without the GPS So one actually uh, scholar I met Who actually mentioned to me you mentioned in a group, amongst a, a group That uh, she does not uh, use Navigation system at all She said I come, I'm an old school person she said, I, I have my phone turned I do not use I carry a map So I was wondering why And so she was mentioning The fact that um, Because this I don't want to lose This God-given ability to find my way around. And when you, start, you stop using any part of your body, you, you lose it. So that part of the brain that focuses on being able to read maps and being able to navigate and find your way around, if you keep on being, uh, you know, depending upon the, the GPS navigation system on our phones, you will literally lose that ability. And one day when you don't have that, or there's no reception, you'll have no idea how to get back home. And that's exactly what happens today. People don't know how to drive back home from wherever they are, right? They don't know how to read a map. They, don't have, they never even know that maps existed. Just, just last week, someone asked me, how did you find directions for navigation? I mean, a younger person. Well, what you guys used to do at that time? I said, there's a map. You used to put it in the you know, glove compartment, and they had no idea what I was talking about. Born in the 90s. They said, we have no idea. What, what does that mean, a map that you keep in your glove compartment? What does it mean that you stop at a gas station, and you open up the map and say, I'm over here. I get, I'm confused. Where's the street? Right? We need to get invited to someone's house for dinner, and it, you'd be five minutes late, trying to, in the night because the lights were not on. And you're trying to find the exact home address. Do you remember that? All that stuff. Subhanallah. Right? I remember at our home we had all the directions written down. Whenever we'd have a get together or something, then I'd be, or one of us would be in charge of picking up the phone, the old house phone, and then okay, reading out the directions. Make a right here, make a left here, and we we read out the whole thing. That's bygone era. But this is not something to be proud of. This is not something to be proud of. If you can use the navigation, but make sure. We don't depend on it to a level That we lose our, we lose our ability To the basic The human, human ability To be able to navigate Through places Where we don't have access to this Because the world may turn We have to Look at what Corona did to us Okay So let's not depend Become over dependent on technology That we lose Our God-given traits Abilities Because the world Is a very Unstable place right now What will happen In the next few years Allahu a'lam Alright So we cannot Become super dependent On these things So anyway, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He is the one who guides you in the darkness, in the veils of darkness, in the land and sea. And he says, Who is the one that sends winds bearing glad tidings before the rain showers of his mercy? Right before it rains, you see this amazing wind that comes in, right? A, A beautiful breeze. Kids again won't appreciate that, don't understand what's happening. But others, farmers and people who need water And people in, the, in dry parts of the world Where they're dying for Or even California Where they're really looking for water They, they really know what that wind is And they, they run out of their houses When they see that wind coming Right? Because they know that this wind is signaling Now water that's gonna come And Allah calls it water Rahmah Rahmati it's the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <inaudible> then is there another god to be worshipped along with Allah? <inaudible> Most high is Allah, far above that all that they associate as gods with him. Or ask them, who is it that originates the creation? bada'a from the beginning. Who is the one who originated the creation? ثُمَّ Then causes it to return to being after it passes. Meaning He will bring back everyone on the Day of Judgment. And who provides sustenance for you from the stores of the heavens and the earth. Allah brought sustenance in the first ayah. Allah is bringing sustenance again. Because that's the most important thing. It reminds us again and again. Who's providing you sustenance from the heavens and the earth in terms of water that will, uh, will come down and it will raise the crops? And from the earth, the crops, the animals, etc. A <inaudible> Is there Then is there another God to be worshipped along with Allah? <inaudible> Say to the unbelievers, bring forth your proof if you are truthful. Bring forth your pr- proof if you are truthful. Okay. Then say to them None who is in the heavens and the earth Knows the knowledge of the unseen realm Except Allah And they who claim knowledge of the unseen Are utterly unaware Even of when they themselves Will be raised up for judgment They have no idea when they're gonna die When they're gonna get raised How do they claim to know Things about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Insha'Allah Taala will stop over here And I had said I would speak about that ayah But that's gonna take some time So we'll leave that for next week What is, what is the, uh, the The gist of these ayats We see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Bringing us Our attention to nature And asking us This rhetorical question Is there any other God besides me Do you seriously Why are you acting like this I've done this for you I've done this for you I've done this for you Why are you acting like this? Notice Allah keeps on saying "Bal Majority of people don't believe Majority of people commit shirk Majority of people don't ponder Majority of people don't think Majority of people don't appreciate You notice this This is what's happening in these verses As well as in the other, other parts of the Qur'an And that's a reality Let's not follow majority Majority of people unfortunately Are not gonna be guided We cannot follow what majority does We have to follow what's right Even if we're 100% minority and that's the system And the nidam Allah has give, done in this world The deen and the faham of deen Is not given to everyone It's given to a few people So if you have that faham of deen Don't look around and say What is she doing? What is he doing? Do what's right Do what the Quran and Sunnah says And you, you will be inshallah on the right path What else? Let us please start interacting with nature Ourselves, with our kids, our families The fruits, the vegetables Whatever we eat Start Like I just said about the hair Talk about it Think about it. Always bring the attention of our family towards the greatness of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Whatever you're eating on the on the table, think about where did it come from. What's the journey of this bread? What's the journey of this zucchini or this you know uh, 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 what you call meat stew? What is the journey? And that's what the Quran is asking us to do. Ponder, and you will see at the end of this meal, when you say alhamdulillahi, you won't say it like that. You will really say all praise belongs to Allah who fed me, who gave me the drink, and made us from amongst the believers who are able to see the hand of Allah in all of this. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To uh, allow us to be inspired by his greatness There's a dua request There's a 14 year old Hif student In one of the other madrasas. Subhanallah Boiling water fell on her A couple days Or 10 days ago And she's apparently In a very bad situation uh, They've done some um, g- Grafting uh, of, over her face Her entire face is burnt Her upper body is burnt and um, she's apparently in a critical condition so let's make dua for her as well as all our brothers and sisters who are in need of dua including ourselves, number one. Bismillah ar-Rahman Allahumma wa wa Ya Allahumma wa قدنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا اللهم ونحيي من نفحي على الاسلام ومن توفيته منا فتوفاوا والايمان اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم اشفهم شفاء كاملا دائما عاجلا مستمرا نسال الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم ان يشفي مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين نسال الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم ان يشفي مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين Oh Allah, we ask you to accept this gathering. Oh Allah, we ask you to accept this gathering. Accept all the brothers and sisters who are listening now, who are present now, who are listening afterwards. Oh Allah, allow us to be inspired by the Quran. Allow us to become lovers of the Quran. Allow us to become students of the Quran. Allow us to recite the Quran daily in and out. Allow us to interact with the Quran. Bless us with the memorizing a good portion of the Quran. Bless us with reciting it properly with tajweed the Quran. Bless us with understanding the Quran. Bless us with interacting and practicing in the Quran. Bless us to become inviters towards the Quran. Oh Allah, allow us to have Yaqeen that the Quran in it lies shifa from every evil From every sickness Spiritual, mental, emotional sickness The shifa lies in the Qur'an O oh Allah, allow us to be inspired by these ayah To understand your greatness To appreciate your greatness Oh Allah, allow us to make us wrongs those who look at nature Look at the verse of the Qur'an Look at what's happening around us And always think about you And O oh Allah, make us wrongs those people Who will turn to you In the times of ease and comfort and the times of difficulty as well O oh Allah, O oh Allah We ask you to grant us the ability To raise our hands Quietly in the darkness of the night And share our problems with you With yaqeen and conviction That you're listening to us. O Allah, grant us complete conviction and hope in your greatness and power. O Allah, save us from the fitna of qabr, fitna of, adhab of qabr, adab of Akhirah. O Allah, save us from faqr, save us from difficulty in this world and the next. Save us from all sicknesses. O Allah, take care of our parents, our children, our spouses. Become pleased with them. Become pleased with those who passed away. Become pleased with those who are alive. O Allah, inspire us to do good deeds till our last breath. O Allah, grant shifa to all those who are sick, especially this, this, this young girl who was sick. O Allah, grant her shifa from your infinite treasures. O Allah, remove her suffering, her pain. And Oh Allah restore her skin back to as it was restore her health back to as it was restore, restore her body back to as it was better than it was oh Allah give patience to her and her family members oh Allah all those who are sick from the ummah oh Allah and going through difficulty oh Allah going through difficult, difficult domestic issues problems within the spouses oh Allah parents and children oh Allah remove the, their misunderstandings remove the shaytani effects within the homes put mahabbah and love between the spouses between the parents and the children allow the children to be respectful to the parents allow the parents to raise the children properly oh Allah those who are of marriageable age allow them and or, or who have previously been married And looking for spouses will Allah allow them to find The best of spouses Allow them to find The best of spouses will Allah those who are married Allow them to have Enjoy a, a life of unity And peace and comfort oh Allah whatever uh, needs and, and, and desires we all have Fulfill our permissible Desires and needs oh Allah we ask you To allow us To uh, to remain consistent In, in this dars of tafsir And allow us to have Istiqamah And allow all of those Who are coming here To become a means Of mercy for this entire community Subhanahu al-rabbik Rabbil amma wa al-mursaleen Alhamdulillah Rabbilan Amin Amin. InshaAllah wa ta'ala. Important announcement to those who are listening and to those who are here. Sorry, I won't, there's nothing after this. This weekend, insha'Allah, will be our official, inshaAllah, final, final cleanup of the new building. The carpet uh, is, the, is the installation will start on Thursday, Friday, preparation of it. By Monday, inshallah, full scale. So we've cleaned three times so far, multiple layers of it. Now we're doing the final cleanup. Inshallah, this weekend. So we're gonna have four sessions: Saturday Fajr, Saturday Zohar, Sunday Fajr, Sunday Zohar. Ideally, we want to have about 25 people for each of these sessions. Okay, so they'll be about three hours long, um, and we'll have Inshallah spiritual food and you know food for the stomach as well. So I request all of us to become ambassadors. And try to find your own friends and uh, groups and come with that. Sign up, inshallah. We'll send out an email too and WhatsApp as well. But if you can take responsibility, bringing in five, six people. This is an amazing opportunity for us to serve the House of Allah and connect people who may not want to sit for a tafsir like this, but they're great people. They don't mind sweeping, they don't mind wiping, and they get excited by that. alhamdulillah Let, There's many doors of Jannah. Let them get through that. Don't don't uh, close it up on them. So people who don't even usually come to the masjid, hey, tell them this is an awesome opportunity. Final cleanup. And let's make it a successful 30 for each group, inshallah, Saturday, Sunday, after Fajr and after Dhuhr. Inshallah, are you ready? Huh, ready? Inshallah, be leader. Alhamdulillah. All right, izhakullah khair. As-salamu alaykum.